Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment yes. industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Rachel Walmack coming on. She's doing some great things out there. Mm -hmm. We're excited to talk to her a little bit about her story and hear about her music and just see where this goes. So Rachel, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So good to see y'all virtually. Ah, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same here. Thank God for technology, right? Yes, this year. Our saving grace, I'm telling you. <laughs> is. I mean, can you imagine if the pandemic would have happened um, 10 years ago? I know. It's, um, um, I, I'm just, I'm thankful for technology. I've been writing, I mean, so mm -hmm. much on Zoom. Mm -hmm. and, oh, wow. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think there wouldn't be hardly any songwriting uh, collaboration. Right. So thank goodness yes. for that. Yep. Mm -hmm. So as you know, it's been a tough year for everybody this year. Um, so tell us, um, how has COVID affected you? And what, are you, what have you done this year to kind of maneuver through that? Yeah, um, it's totally affected, you know, my career. And... Um, in several ways because, you know, I am used to being out on the road and right. traveling yeah. with my band and performing my music live. And, you know, I always have seasons of writing and recording, but performing, I mean, is, is so huge um, for my industry. And it has been um, emotionally, there've been some highs and some lows, I would say <laughs> yes. for me personally. Um, just because, you know, I I really um, am like a seasonal routine person mm -hmm. and I love to travel. Um, I love having that, you know, season of getting to meet different people and play yes. my music for fans live. You know, even mm -hmm. even before I was signed to Sony Music um, and I was just in college and high school, um, that was when I really learned like how much I loved a live show and wow. just the wow. experience that you have, um, you know, it's not perfectly recorded or, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's got flaws, but there's something about just being there in that and the imperfection. And, um, so I really miss that. Um, but, you know, on a positive note, I would say, um, you know, I've been, blessed obviously like we said to use technology to stay connected mm -hmm. yeah. um, yes. I, I do a live um either on instagram or facebook every sunday night and i've done that basically all of quarantine and oh, wow. wow it's been really cool actually to see how my fan base has grown online and just to see the different viewers over time mm -hmm. and how that mm -hmm. consistency you know has really helped me there um which makes me excited in the future to see all those new fans who met me on my live or through music that I released. And thank God we can still release music online, you know, oh, yes. um, Most definitely. but I would also say, you know, positively for me, um, I'm a new wife, newlyweds. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And we got married last August. And so, mm -hmm. um, I mean, not even a year into our marriage, COVID right. hit. And, <laughs> wow. um, 
yeah and you know he's like i thought you were gonna be gone like <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting you to be home all the time but um but in, in, wow. in all seriousness um it has been so good just to be together um mm -hmm. for an extended period of time and, and we both you know work from home essentially and um yeah, yeah. it's been great to just nurture i guess our communication and just the foundation of what we want our marriage to be and um mm -hmm. we also got a puppy and oh. yeah so it's been fun you know sharing that responsibility together mm -hmm. i think noah my husband is like thank god because he'd be with a puppy by himself but um <laughs> but it's had you know a lot of highs and lows but um yeah. you mm -hmm. know i'm learning to just be thankful for the little things and um for the blessings that this season has given me so definitely love that now yes. anybody watching us live or replay be sure to share 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 um and, and you know for us it's the same way you know we launched this show january 3rd of this year yes we did. and our wow. ultimate plan was 100 interviews our first year we thought you know mm -hmm. if we could do 100 interviews um, we would build the great foundation. Not too many people can say they've done 100 interviews their first year. And then COVID yeah. happened. Yes. <laughs> and, and I told Sandy, you know what? This could be a blessing in disguise for us. Um, because of COVID, everybody's being shut down. They're going to need a place yeah. to talk. We'll probably mm -hmm. get people on our show that normally would not have come on a show the first few months right. of it launching because we'll be in a brand new show. And because of that, uh, we just hit yesterday our 300 interview. Oh, yes. congratulations. Oh, thank you. So, I'm so happy it's been, to be 301. Well, 302. 302. Oh, 302. Okay, perfect. Yes. Because <laughs> we just had one at one o'clock. We did. Oh, that's awesome. And then we got another interview at 3 p.m., which is David Cook. Yes. Oh, amazing. Wow. Well, I'm honored. And that's that's so amazing to hear. I mean, you know, like same with me, like it's just, um, mm -hmm. you never know the little blessings in between. So that's yeah. so wonderful true. for y'all. Oh, we appreciate it. Now, you know, a lot of people, they ask, um, when did you know you want to do music? I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that it could be a career? Yeah. Um, there was definitely a specific moment for me and um it's really cool every time i get to share my story because in nashville um, my story is considered an old school discovery is what people <laughs> say so i'm it's an old school discovery but um i'm from muscle shoals alabama originally mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in high school i played out um just everywhere that i could um, restaurants, weddings, um, whatever, uh, if they didn't have music, I said, I should be your music. So, um, <laughs> but I was playing at this really nice steak restaurant in my hometown. And I remember it was like a three hour gig. And I remember this kind of taller, big guy sitting at the bar and, um, he seemed interested in the music. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. you know, you always notice those people when you're playing. Sure. And um, and so anyway, he ended up going to his table and sitting down and everything. And at the end of the night, he came up to me and says, um, 
Hi, my name's Jim, and I am from Sony Music Nashville. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. and yeah. I love your originals that you threw in. And I'm like, I'm 17 at the time. And, you know, I was like, this dude is about to kidnap me. So <laughs> this is so not real. Um, yes. And, you know, he was who he said he was. And he gave me his card mm -hmm. and my dad and I ended up meeting with him in Nashville and oh, wow. um, talked about, you know, what a career would look like. And um, I ended up staying home and going to college at the mm -hmm. University of North Alabama. And fast forward, graduating from school, I'd kept in touch with Jim a little bit and mm -hmm. I, I played for him and his um, artist development team right as I was graduating uh, college. And so they loved my songs. It was like kind of crazy that the wow. meeting went super well and they convinced me to move to Nashville. Um, however, they weren't ready to sign me. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, all right, I'm going out on a limb here. So I faith there. Right. Yeah, so I went out on a limb and I moved to Nashville and lived in a, a room in a girl's house and got a job as a bartender. And um, I wrote songs during the day and I bartended by night and mm -hmm. I worked. I mean, I just worked my butt off. And um, wow. about a year in, I had a meeting with Sony and um, they said, you know, we want to hear you play live some of the songs that you've been writing um because i'd been turning them into gym and so i had this meeting where it's you know all these um guys in you know suits listening to me play and um at the end they were like um we want to offer you an artist development deal which oh, wow. means which means 12 to 18 months of um development and then maybe yeah. at the end of the, that at the end of that time they have the option to either do a full record deal or just say hey we we tried and, and we just don't think it's going to work yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so you know this is all new to me but um about a month after that they called me in for another meeting and um at the end of that meeting they offered a full record deal oh wow and Wow. I was like, this is not 12 to 18 months. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, as we called it um, in my family, it was a microwave development deal. <laughs> um, <Yes>. <laughs> but I think it was then that, um, you know, it sounds like obviously it should have been earlier, but it was like their belief in me and the, and the surprise um, just combination of, you know, me being like, could this really happen for me? Um, it was like it clicked in that meeting. Wow. Um, just because I had been prepared to be in the long haul and, you know, for it not to work out or whatever. And um, it was like, okay, Rach, you were, you were meant to do this. And, um, yeah. and I, yeah. okay. And sorry, I'm, I'm rambling here, but yeah. <laughs> I'll say there was one more moment that I had, um, and I opened for Trisha Yearwood last, um, last November and mm -hmm. she was doing a stretch of theater tours. And so 
I was her opener and I did like a 30 minute set um, just on the piano. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one of those nights, I think it was the third night of that tour. I got a standing ovation at the end and it was like, the most humbling moment for me, especially as an opener, you're not like, they don't even know who I am. And um, that was maybe like my second moment that I was like, I am meant to do this. Like um, seeing these people that had never heard of me before, give me that kind of just affirmation and encouragement was, was just huge. So yeah. I love that. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the highlights a little bit. Let's flip the script and go the other way a little bit. Because I think a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, a Carey. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get their level, but to even a career level within the entertainment world, especially music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice she'd given up and coming artists. And at that time, her and her daughter were full time with music. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if you can see yourself doing something else. Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the moment you want it to be a career, you no longer own your life. Everybody owns a little piece of your life, whether you like it or not. She goes, on top of that, your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, they don't understand that you can't say no to gigs and you definitely can't be the artist that wants to ca- that cancels a gig once they're set. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times friends don't understand that side of it. Even it can be their big wedding day, but you don't, this could be your big um, moment day. You just, you don't know. And, and then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. You know, it's not just about you. You know, you're the parents of artists, the friends and family of artists, everybody around the artist. And now as a new wife, husband around the artist, everybody has to sacrifice. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Man, it's so true. I'm like, she said it all. I mean, that's so <laughs> like, um, it's so true, you know, and it's, it's something that I've always found it hard to talk about because, you know, essentially to everyone around me and to myself, you know, mm-hmm. I'm living mm-hmm. my dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I wake up grateful every day to get to do this, that I don't have to find something else um Mm -hmm. and that you know people believe in me enough to give me the opportunity so sometimes i feel like if i talk about the grind or how hard it is that i'm being ungrateful but really it's just true like um you know and, and one of the first times that i ever allowed myself to be so real about that was um lauren elena has this song called three yeah and and i don't know if you've heard it but um it's basically saying you know you 
work so hard for three minutes on the radio, you know? That's true. Oh, wow. And, yeah. um, and she talks about in the song how, like, you know, she misses nephew's birthdays and all, all this different stuff that you kind of touched on. And, um, and I, you know, I just, I saw her sing that live in Nashville um, last summer. And I just kind of broke down because I was like, I just identify and um and it's good to acknowledge that it is a grind i mean number one i feel like losing sleep is one of the biggest <laughs> the biggest things and i love my yeah. eight hours let me tell you um but yeah i mean sleep is a big thing because when you're losing sleep you know um, your blood pressure's a little higher, your temper's a little higher, and you know, your skin's not as great, and um, and all the things that come with that that you kind of have to juggle. Um, just being a touring musician or artist. Yeah. Um, but then there all there also is that thing that your your family and friends don't, you know, they uh, mine are so supportive and want yeah. to know every detail, but you know, no one can really relate to you like an artist can. Mm -hmm. um, and so I found that, you know, maybe in my first year or two of being signed, a real struggle because um, it was also such a whirlwind for me that I didn't know how to yeah. um, how to really explain it all, you know. And mm -hmm. um, But the cool thing has been that I now have some artist friends in Nashville and some girls that we can just gab out and have a glass of wine and, um, you know, be honest about how. And share war stories. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But, uh, <laughs> but I think the biggest blessing is having supportive people that, um, you know, I think my parents, you know, um, really wanted me to end up doing something in music and wow. they're, they're the type of that's unusual. It is. I know. And they're the they're the type of people that said, you know, do whatever you want and we <laughs> will support you as long as you give it a hundred percent, we will support you. Oh, that's and, great. Um, I know. And um, but I, I think they're really glad they love country music and love music in general. Um mm -hmm. but you know, I also worried about um having a husband or like mm -hmm. whoever would support me one day. And I was, you know, super picky about if you can't support me and yeah. not yeah. get jealous and um, understand the sacrifice we both have to make, um, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen if it, yeah, if it takes a special it, spouse. It does. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and, you know, our marriage isn't perfect, um, but especially when you're dating, it's even more difficult. You know, we didn't live together before, so it wasn't like even we were coming home to each other. Oh, wow. Um, and Noah's just, um, I mean, I pretty much laid down the law and I was like, listen, you know, <laughs> this is me. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you can't handle it, I, w I would rather you save yourself. Yeah. From sure. so, you know, so many of those issues, but um, he's so great, man. And I'm just, I'm really thankful to have a husband who um, he's a great listener and a great friend mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and just as 
very supportive, although he doesn't know, you know, how I feel all the time, you know, as an artist. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's really good. So I, I'm thankful to have found someone like that. And, you know, we definitely get where you're coming from on that. Like, you know, we actually met online back in 2002. Yes. Um, of course, oh, back what? then it was taboo. You know, <laughs> everybody yes. meets online now, but nobody, nobody yeah, did it in now. 2002. Mm -hmm. and we met, you know, I was in Georgia. She was in Kentucky. So we met online February 2nd. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date February 18th and we Stop. met in person March 4th. So we actually was meeting in person on March 4th to, to see who we were going to marry. And, and like y'all, we didn't live together because we, again, we were at a distance. Yeah. We didn't live together before marriage. So October 5th of 02 is when we married. Wow. That's amazing. It was so taboo at that time. If nowadays, I mean, it's so typical. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's commonplace wow. now. I always joke with people. You know, I always yeah. joke with people though. I would rather got met back then mm -hmm. because even the criminals and crooks and the deceivers mm -hmm. didn't understand the internet back then, like yeah. they do now. Catfish is real. safer. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad y'all were so brave to. Um, I'm sure despite people in your life probably being like, what the heck? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I lost, had, I lost yeah. friends over this. They were like, you are <laughs> stupid. You are crazy. I give mm -hmm. you one year. <laughs> goodbye. And, and, and the crazy thing is when we talk about our stories through the years, so many times people will tell us because we're a 24 seven couple. We've always been mm -hmm. that way. Oh, you're so unhealthy. You're this, you're that. And sometimes I want to stop them because I'm like, everybody that tells us that most people end up divorced. I'm like you might want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, dude, that's such a great, um, a great story. And I'm so glad that y'all shared that because how long have y'all been married now? Just cross 18, 18 years. 18 years. Come on. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, that's amazing. I'm, yeah. I mean, we're a year and a half in and, wow. um, and counting. So, right. And we definitely look forward to seeing many years to come on that. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the team. They don't see the PR people, the managers, producers. And I think they don't get enough love. That's so true. on our they show, don't. we want them to have the love they deserve. So if you want to talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh. And, you know, with my journey, it's so special that I have the team that I do and really crazy, honestly, this point in life. But um, mm -hmm. so, you know, Sony found me in my little hometown. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. At, at the time, I mean, I really thought I would do music as a hobby forever. I was 17, you know, um, and I remember, you know, being a kid and like watching Carrie um, on American Idol and dreaming, you know, I dreamed, but I, I had no connection. And suddenly mm -hmm. I know someone who believes in me. And, um, 
I really believe that my story is divine and, and I'm thankful that, yeah, yeah, I'm thankful that Jim, I don't know, saw that potential in me and my team. I mean, it's, it's truly amazing. They, um, I just released a song, um, called a million dreams from the greatest showman. Oh, yes. Yes. And it's on um, the Discovery Plus streaming app that's coming out. (laughs) And yeah. And, um, you know, Discovery had reached out to my team and and essentially I was pitched for it. And, um, you know, an opportunity like that, like, I'm so glad that they um, see me just outside of the box, really doing Mm -hmm. my thing. And um, Margaret, who's on the uh, artist development, and I make sure under, everyone understands the terms, but um, <laughs> she um, she works with me on a really personal level. And when I first moved to Nashville and I wasn't signed, you know, by Sony yet, um, didn't have management, didn't have publishing, um, Margaret actually would set me up for meetings with publishers and right. get in rooms with their writers. And I wasn't even signed to them yet. And, <laughs> and Margaret, oh, wow. Wow. you know, helped me make these connections that I really didn't know how to make um, or even how to facilitate the conversations or how to write emails as a music industry professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, she went out on a limb and really just, helped develop me um, in the industry as a whole. Yeah. yeah. And that takes, I mean, so much. Yeah. And, you know, it's so cool because, um, gosh, almost four years now. Wow. I've been working um, with them. Um, now I have a full team. And, I, and I'm so thankful for that work at the very beginning because, I still think back to conversations we had or people we met then that I now have a personal relationship with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I'm also so thankful for my management. Um, I'm with uh, Maverick Management and Clarence Balding is oh, my cool. manager and Brian Wolf is my point person. And um, they, you know, they work with so many greats like Reba and Rascal Flats and Brooks and Dunn and Darius Rucker and Terry Clark. And, um, and, you know, I'm one of their only baby acts. Um, oh, wow. Wow. New, new artists. There won't be baby for long. Yes. Yeah. It's big shoes to fill, Reba. And, um, <laughs> but I think it's really cool that, um, you know, that basically all of those artists, you know, have machine running careers. Um, And it's awesome to, um, to be able to learn from those artists. And um, I also got to do a duet with Rascal Flatts. So it was cool getting to hear, um, you know, their story and their relationship um, with Clarence. And so anyway, I'm so thankful for them. And also my producer Mm -hmm. who, um, I released a million dreams with is Ross Copperman. And, and I've had several producers that I really loved in the past, but um, Ross is an amazing songwriter and, um, and producer in town. He produces Dirk Bentley and, and so many other amazing artists, but 
we started riding together about six months into moving to Nashville. And Ross had had lunch with Clarence, my not manager at the time, but they were just catching up. And Ross was just like, dude, I just wrote with this girl and I'm obsessed with her voice wow. Wow. to meet her. And then um, the next day, my attorney, not at the time, um, <laughs> had, had lunch uh, with Clarence and said, I've been hearing about this girl, Rachel Womack. Do you know who she is? And Clarence was like, who is this girl <laughs> that I've heard about two days in a row? And, um, and a few months later, I had a meeting with Clarence and ended up uh, working with him for my manager. And and full circle, now Ross is my producer. So wow. it's kind of also divine, like just the way that things have <laughs> turned out. And yeah. um, so anyway, I love that Ross just lets me be me. Mm -hmm. And um, he is super collaborative and he's a great listener as well because gosh he has just so much clout and so much experience that he could just be like hey you know we're gonna do it how i want and do it again and you know he's like do you like that take or you know <laughs> well, you know which i i appreciate yeah. as a singer so um yeah <laughs> anyway i'm really really thankful uh, that i have such an amazing team so Love that. I and mean, you know, you're talking yes. about divine. I, our whole story, like uh, we said earlier, I is definitely divine. Just even the show, because you know, when we first married, I was I was one of these people that wanted to be a motivational speaker and all that. And I listened to motivational tapes and all that for twenty. I mean, if I was a if I was in the car, I listened to that twenty four seven. She listens wow. to music twenty four seven. Oh yes. <laughs> so we marry, and she's one hundred percent music. I'm one hundred percent this. So what do we do? We have to compromise now. And so we listen to my stuff half the time, her stuff half the time, and. I always joke that she kind of brainwashed me all the music stuff because here it is 18 years later. Um, we've got a show that we're running together that we've yes. been able to bring my passions of speaking and her passions of music and entertainment all under one umbrella. Wow. That's, I mean, that's incredible. Just, you know, it takes a yin and a yang and like, it does. <laughs> I, I think that's so cool for y'all. Just, I mean, honestly, that's how it is for my team. You know, everyone yeah. has their strong suits and, um, and, and thank God like for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It together like a puzzle. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> and speaking of teams, you know, we've got, oh, yes. we've got a third co-host, our little eight year old sure that we bring <gasps> on that. And let ask him. a couple questions. Oh, Stan is going to go get him real quick. And, you know, we've, <laughs> and we've got a 21 month old daughter that when yes. she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Well, thanks preparing them. Yeah. That's funny. You wow. know, all my, all my friends got kids in college and here it is. We've got an eight year old and a 21 month old. <laughs> Dude, that is incredible. We um we definitely want to have kids in the future, and I don't know when that'll be, but we're just keeping our keeping our hearts open, and you know God will 
God's timing is over ours. So. Yep. Because we had no idea that we would have our first child 10 years into our marriage, but we we're glad because it helped us build that foundation before that happened. That's amazing. Wow. Hi, Rachel. Hi. What's your name? My name's Christopher. What's your favorite song? Ooh, Christopher. (sighs) You know what? I have so many songs that I love, but um, I will say right now, I really love the song um, by Miranda Lambert called Bluebird. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so good. Yes. Next. All right. What's your favorite food? My favorite food of all time is ramen. Um, ramen noodles, as you might think about. But Nashville, we've got some really great ramen restaurants. So I love it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. You'd like that. Yes. And what's yours? Yeah. His favorite's pizza. Oh, well, that's a close second for me. So. (laughs) Bye, thanks. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Christopher. You're so cute. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always joke that we're a family affair show. uh, Yeah. It's got to be. that's just what we are. You know, we're family. We, everybody, we feel like when guests come on, they're family now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my goodness. You know, um, I would say, I mean, one of my favorite songwriters of all time is Eric Church. Oh, wow. oh yes. Yeah, and also, I mean, just artistically, I love him, but um, he's such a great writer and he has a really tight knit group of songwriters that he writes his albums with. And mm-hmm. I mean, if I were to ever write with him, oh, wow. I would definitely cut the songs. I love that. So this past February made five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always tell this story because um, before I ask the guests that same question, because uh, the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living right now. It is. I mean, it's so crazy that she knew where she was going and nothing was stopping her. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh. Well, that's super inspiring to hear, first of all. Wow. Um, I've always said, I mean, the biggest dream of mine, well, I have two, um, specifically like venues that I would love to say I've played is Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Just gorgeous, you know, Um, and then uh, Red Rocks amphitheater Mm -hmm. um i've just i've actually never been to either venue um so Mm -hmm. i would love to go to a show there but also um it just seems so beautiful in in both places and i feel like for me i'm like i've made it you know (laughs) for either of those um but gosh i mean to to be able to have a career you know as 
as solid um, as Kelsey's would be. I mean, just insane. Um, yeah. But mm -hmm. I would love to, you know, um, have a number one on country radio um, and maybe to have a baby. I don't know. Uh, yes. Yeah. We love yeah. that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Um, whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? Oh, I would definitely remind her. That's a great question. Um, that, you know, I mean, the main thing that I have learned in quarantine really is um, that nothing is more valuable than a human. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can have as, many, as much stuff or as much money and fame and, and success. But um, I never want to be someone who dehumanizes people yeah. right. or makes them feel less than my stuff. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think people um are are what bring you real joy as opposed to you know having um everything you know yeah. mm -hmm. absolutely right yeah. i love that yeah <laughs> so let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they got something special as simon powell would say they got that it factor they've played maybe <laughs> yes. 40 or 50 those. Mm -hmm. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage. Like what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Mm. I mean, I would definitely say um, consistency kind of on all fronts. Um, it is, has really been key for like just slow growth for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being consistent in communication with your team because mm -hmm. yeah. um, there's a lot of people, you know, just to, to stay in contact with, but to stay on top of that. Um, Cause essentially, you know, you're your CEO mm -hmm. and yeah. people always, you know, told me that, but I didn't really grasp it. I feel like until this year um, and a good CEO is really consistent and communicates mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, being consistent in um, obviously social media is really big. Yeah. Um, for our generation and for fans, obviously right now to connect. So, um, staying consistent on social media, which is tough, um, and staying consistent in communication with your team and consistent with your writing. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. because writing, I mean, what I learned in college, I was actually a writing major and it was more about just writing in general, but, um, it's a muscle and yep. to remember, you know, it's weird to, as a creative for me to be so routine, but um, <laughs> to wake up in the morning and have my routine and ride every day makes me such a better rider. And that consistency uh, yes. helps mm -hmm. my muscle and I get better songs. And um, 
Yeah. I mean, and then I would say also on the road, you know, whenever that time comes back um, to kind of have the same thing as a consistent routine for, um, you know, I like to work out, uh, get all my energy out. Mm -hmm. I like to do Mm -hmm. a full like 45 minute vocal warm up and um, and to find those things that are your things that um, it kind of zins me out to routine. Yeah. and and I feel really prepared for my shows. So consistency as a whole, but <laughs> love that. So as we come yeah. to a close here, I'll let Sandy ask the last two questions. All right. Uh, how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, my music, you know, being from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I mean, it's it has some soul in it because I, I've always loved soul artists and I just, I love that. Um, so I feel like my vocal, um, people have always told me it has a lot of soul in it. And then, um, just growing up, I listened to a lot of different music. So, you know, there's some influences of, um, of pop and, um, indie, but I, I mean, I'm always trying to, write the best country song that I can get because I grew up listening to Garth Brooks and, um, uh, and Rascal Flatts and, you know, yeah. Yeah. hearing amazing. these amazing songs. And, um, and so I always want the song to be the biggest thing uh, for my music, but, mm-hmm. um, but I also really can't hide my, accent that's very Alabama um, so you know um, yeah it's a little bit of everything all right and one more question what do you want your legacy to be with your music what do you want to be known for as an artist oh that's amazing um, I mean I have a few different ways that I kind of look at that, but music wise, um, I've always had two goals, I guess. Maybe these aren't legacies really, but um, my goals have always been twofold to either meet your listener where they are. Mm -hmm. That could be in the saddest place ever. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be in an in-between, you know, feeling kind of lost, or it could be, super on your highest mountain. Um, So to either meet them where they are or to lift someone up. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to be, I've even said this on my social media page. I know I always want to be a safe place where people can go to feel open and vulnerable um, and a positive place, because I feel like there's so much um, negativity, you know, as y'all know, um, A place where when you know you go um, to my show, you're going to feel positive and encouraged. And, um, you know, life's not perfect, but um, but you definitely aren't going to feel alone. Um, And and just a place that feels loving. So, yeah. Um, definitely but, love that. Yeah. Um, so Thank as we come to a close here, if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes, please. Yeah, do. that'd be wonderful. Um, so you can go to my website, which is 
rachelwamack.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-W-A-M-M-A-C-K. No relation to Leanne. Um, but, um, and then all of my socials are just my name, Rachel Womack. And I'm just so thankful that y'all had me. It was wonderful hearing some of your story. I was glad you did came on. And yeah, it's funny that you said yeah. no relation to Leanne. Um, actually, when I first posted about you on the, oh, on yes, the page, somebody so, asked yeah. about that. And, and I, I had to I text them back and said, um, did you read the last name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not spelled the same, but uh, but we do get our we do get our hair done at the same place. So there you go. There you go. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. We definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Well, thank you both, Chris and Sandy. Y'all are so sweet, and um, I wish y'all the very best and your cute kids too. Oh, thank you. We appreciate Appreciate that. that. Everybody, y'all have a great day. Yes.